Hey, welcome back to another episode of Millennials Anonymous. It's Lise Winnie here back again, just like I said that I would be. And before I go on, I want to say happy Pride Month. I'm a little late because it's like, what, the 10th or something like that? I'm a little late, but happy Pride Month. I do have on my Pride shirt. I'm not a part of the LBGTQI community, but I definitely support. Love is love. You should be able to love whoever you want to, and I love it. So I just want to support, but... We're going to go on because we got a lot of topics today to get to. So let's talk a little bit about the whole game three and the viral video that came out of it with Beyonce and Jay-Z. And for those of you who may be living under a rock and don't have the news, you may not know that Beyonce and Jay-Z were the guests of the owner, Joseph Lacob, who is the owner of the Golden State Warriors. They were sitting on the sideline in those very expensive seats that I probably will never sit in. Because I don't have the money. And I'm not a Golden State fan. But anyway, they're sitting in seats that the owner brought them there. They were their guests. And his wife, Nicole Caron, not reached over, but she leaned. She leaned over the queen. So she leaned over Beyonce to get a drink order from Jay-Z. So she was getting, I guess, the drink order for both Beyonce and Jay-Z from Jay-Z. And Beyonce kind of made a face and she moved away so caused a whole lot of uproar now i think that it went a little overboard the beehive since ran her off of twitter and instagram basically calling her all kinds of names saying you should kill yourself putting bees in her comments they were just it was bad they you know so I think that there's levels to the beehive because I want to say this before I move on because I said I'm in the beehive, but I'm not like that in the beehive. So there's levels. There's like the platinum membership. That's the I'm like go hard. I believe that I am Beyonce's protector and I'm going to run people off of Twitter and Instagram and all of that. Then they have like a silver you know, and like a gold, well, under the platinum, they have gold and then silver and then bronze. I'm like in between the bronze and the silver. Like I buy the products. I've been rocking with her since Destiny's Child. I pretty much grew up with her. You know, we're, I'm younger. I'm a couple years younger, but we're both in our 30s. And, you know, we're both moms. I love her clothes, her hair, and I think she's amazing. She's one of the best entertainers of all time. But I know she's grown. So I'm not about to jump on anybody's Instagram to uh, defend Beyonce and her relationship with Jay-Z. Um, never. So I, just with that being said, I love her music and I love her as the entertainer because I don't know her personally. But I'm not about to go crazy. And so basically the Beehive got checked because Beyonce, she went to her publicist and said, hey, look, honey, we need to do something because they just going a little crazy now and we got to nip this in the bud. We want to get invited back to the game. You know, we ain't had to pay for them tickets. Listen, we ain't pay for them drinks. We ain't pay for that food. I was eating, you know, chicken fingers and everything and it was all free. We don't want to lose that. We don't want to lose that. So going out there and tell them people to, to calm down. 
and I, I love them. So basically, that is what her publicist said, had said to us in a nutshell. It was pretty much like, you know, we love everybody. Don't, you know, use hate in the name of Beyonce, the person that you care about so much. And we just want to love everybody. Show the same respect and love that you love Beyonce with everyone. Blah, 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 blah. Personally, do I think Beyonce probably should have came out and said it? Yeah, I think her the Beehive would have took it I mean, I'm pretty sure they still took it seriously, but I think they would have appreciated it more had it came directly from the queen herself. But I understand why she did it. Beyonce is a private person. She only shares what she wants to share. Like she's not gonna go out of her way to make sure that you know what's going on with her unless she's ready to do it. So I know why she did it. Cause she doesn't, she's never addressed as far as I know, she's never addressed the Beehive. And the Beehive has gotten crazy in the past. Like, they have done and said to the point where some people are like, okay, is this a cult? Like, what's going on here? And, you know, some people don't even like Beyonce just because they don't like her fans. So, you know, the Beehive is the Beehive. But I think they would have appreciated more. With that being said, I think that it got taken way out of context. I don't think that that lady in any way, shape, or form was trying to hit on Jay-Z. I really think she was just getting a drink order and I think she's one of those people that is a little too touchy-feely and doesn't realize that she's too close to people. She seems to be a real big cheerleader on the sidelines for the Golden State. She always be having her shiny boots on and something gold like she's very like bigger than life. So I think it's just who she is and for a person like me who's a private person unless I give you the information pretty private. I don't want you in my space. Do not come in my space unless I invite you into my space. And I think that's what happened. If you've ever gone to a basketball game, well, you know, you know those seats is like hella close. And so it's not really a whole lot of space to begin with. And then on top of that, you got somebody who's just kind of like has come no sense of personal space or personal boundaries whatsoever. Like she was all touching her hair. She, you know, you know, and she shared that as look, this we were communicating, but I took it as Beyonce still looked hella uncomfortable. Like she was looking like I don't really want you touching me. And some people just don't take cues and I think that's what it was I think she just didn't take the personal cues I don't think it had anything to do with her trying to hit on Jay-Z at all not even a little bit and I think the reason why that was is because a lot of people don't know, I don't think a lot of people knew who she was. That was like when Beyonce was talking to Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, like back in 2014. People were like, she's talking to this mystery man. I'm like, no, he's an actor. Like, what are you What are you talking about? And even with that picture with Jay-Z and Beyonce, Jay-Z to me, he didn't look like he was offended by Beyonce talking to him. I think he was more annoyed because Jay-Z seems to be a sports fan. He goes to these sports games quite frequently. Um, like we saw them recently um, with Houston. The Houston Rockets were in the playoffs and they went to that. And I think he's like a Brooklyn Nets fan or whatever. And so he's a real big basketball person. What I took from his face was he was annoyed. Like they're sitting there talking probably about, you know, shooting the breeze, talking about whatever. And he's like, I'm trying to watch the game. Like, you know, we could switch seats. Like, you know, if you y'all want to talk, y'all can talk. Like to me, that's what I took from that facial expression that people made fun of him. And then they were like, well, is it this double standard? 
you know, is it okay for Beyonce to talk to other guys and Jay-Z not to talk to other women? Now, look, I'm going to say yes. And the reason why is because Beyonce put it out there that Jay-Z cheated and he acknowledged that he cheated. So it's not like it's something that we don't know about because they told us we don't know that if Beyonce cheated once you've been the cheetor you can no longer just willy-nilly talk to people and do things like you used to you have since foregone that right now with that being said it's nobody's business but theirs what's going on in their relationship and we've gotten to a point on social media where we think everybody owes us a goddamn explanation no 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 and no so that's why I think she didn't come out and you know personally address it because she doesn't owe us an explanation she really doesn't and that was her and her husband and I honestly believe Beyonce's a grown she's a grown-ass woman I think if she felt violated she may not have said anything to Nicole Carroll because she seems to be a very you know classy civilized woman but she would have said something to her own husband even if she whispered something to him like hey baby you you look close you you you, you we doing this with becky we, we becky with the good hand we we becky in no we're not doing that right now so you know that's with that being said you know i don't think that that's what happened because i think if if it did she would have addressed it that way and she didn't and we didn't see anything after that it seemed like it kind of like died down and it was fine so i think it was just about personal space i think when she kind of moved up you know i I think it was just her way of subconsciously telling hey look nicole you a little close to me and i don't like it i don't like i don't want you touching my hair i don't want you touching my clothes I just don't want you doing that. So please just like back up. Like I love you. You're a lovely woman. But I, I got a personal space thing. And, and I like to keep my own personal space. And that's what I got from it. So I think the beehive went a little crazy. And I think that this is a, a cautionary tale. To everybody who puts stuff out there in the world. When you put stuff out there in this world. Where everyone believes that they are owed an explanation. They are entitled for you to tell them what is going on with you and then you are supposed to respond the way they want you to respond you have to be very careful about what you put out not saying you can't put it out there but you have to be very careful about putting it out there because people are going to do that so you're going to have people that don't want you to do certain things and they want you to respond the way they want you to respond. Because some people would have loved to have seen her say something back. But like I said, that's not who she is. Nor does she have to respond the way you would have responded. Honestly, I think in that situation, she did the best thing she could have did. And that was just move. It, it, I don't think that it was to be blown out of proportion. Which people can easily do. Like I said, they want to get invited back to the Warriors game they were a, a guest of the Golden State owner you know they got the free food and the stuff it's not they didn't trust they will be back and you will see them go out with them at some point like don't get involved in other people's situations and and that's another thing that we we definitely need to focus on we need to focus on us and worrying about what's going on with us and stop worrying about and projecting our issues on to other people and other people's relationships because that's problematic in and of itself
So let's talk about Father's Day. So I would be, you know, a little bit being a little petty if I didn't talk about Father's Day because I had a whole episode about Mother's Day and mommyhood and all of those things that no one tells you about motherhood and pregnancy and I already talked about that and like I said we were supposed to have like this whole parenthood and relationship panel which we are we're still gonna have one but let me talk a little bit about Father's Day no as you can see I am not a father but I would like to say that fathers are just as important in a child's life as a mother. I know that there's this this misconception out there that dads don't have as much value in the child's life when it comes to rearing the child, which is completely false. Um, fathers in men and children's lives, whether you're the biological, whether you are, you know, someone who's just kind of stepping in, a mentor, a volunteer, whatever, they have a huge impact on a child's life. You know, as far as confidence, as far as, you know, being able to see other people in in a different perspective or a different life. And what I mean by that is having different perceptions of different men or women in your life helps you identify who you are. So I think the more male figures you have in your life, the more female figures you have in your life, the better. Because you can see someone that like, let's say your dad is this real super masculine guy and you're not. And you don't know anything. You feel out of place because you don't. But you have an uncle that's, you know, maybe a little bit more like you. So I think having multiple male representation in a child's life and female representation in a child's life is much needed. It takes a village to raise a child. But with that being said, dads are super important. You need you need to be in your child's life. And we appreciate everything that dads do and I, I think I saw this on I think it was Tron City Direct TV he had made a post like why is Father's Day not as important as Mother's Day and I think it's not necessarily it's not important I think it's not as valued and the reason why it's because women are easily more marketable or more market to. So even if you look at Valentine's Day, most of the stuff that you see is like chocolate and engagement rings and lingerie and stuff like that, flowers, things that are typically, not saying that guys don't like those things too, hello, but I'm just saying that those are things that are typically associated with women they're typically marketed specifically to women and so women are just easily marketed to they're more likely to purchase things than men and so I think that's why the holidays tend to be more feminized and when you have stuff like Mother's Day because they're easier to shop for that's that's really what I think of from the standpoint and then also you have to think about it from the standpoint of his, history. So in in histor- historical standpoint, so less when we're talking about our dads and, and granddads, really, I guess granddads and great granddads, they did things that we took for granted. So we didn't necessarily see it, but we took it for granted. So we automatically assume that if you had a dad in your life or a father in your life, that when you came home from school, your house would still be open for you, your key to open the door. You assume that when you came in, you could turn the lights on. And when you went in the cabinet, you could pull food out to eat. And those are things that a lot of dads do. And a dad's most of the time, not always, because it's changing a little bit with the dynamic with how who's making how much money or in a relationship. But because women are getting more college degrees, especially African-American women. Hello. But what it's basically saying is that dad usually has a lot more of the financial burden 
And so with the financial burden, we don't always see that. We don't always see that care and we don't always take that financial aspect of it as care when it it certainly is, you know, care for, you know, us to be able to have those things and their necessities. But we don't see it because mom usually has those stereotypical gender roles where mom is the caring one. You know, mom, if you sick, mom is making soup. You know, if you fall down, mom is putting a bandaid on you. You know, if mom needs to go and take off from school, which studies have shown that women's careers usually suffer more from having children than men's do. So mom takes off when you need time off from school. Mom is the one that's, you know, packing the lunches and, you know, brushing hair and doing all of these things. Not saying that dads don't do them, but they're typically associated with mom. And so mom has that direct face, you know, face on, okay, this is the care and I see it. And she's so, that's why. That and the fact that if you've ever gone through childbirth, it's a summer mama mama. It is a summer mama mama mama. So that too. We're not going to ignore the fact that that's a thing. So it's it's pretty rough. <laughs> so I think that's another thing because dads don't have that same physical, mm, like their involvement in making the child is so like, you know, and moms is more like, mm, like we had to carry this child. We had to birth the child. So it's rough. And then the afterwards is rough and it's just rough. So I think that's why, but with that being said, like I said, dads are super important. You know, they are much needed. We need more guys and men to step up in the community so that we can change the outlook of other people. So even if you're not a biological parent, you can still be a dad to somebody or a father figure to someone. So you don't necessarily have to be a biological parent. And I say this even for mothers to make an impact in a child's life. So with all that being said, happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there, father figures alike and dads, granddads, granddaddies, papas, pops, whatever you call them. Happy Father's Day to you. Keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you and we love everything that you do. And with that being said, I want to make sure that you guys know how to reach me. You can reach me at lisa at leasewinnie.com. I will definitely be looking at your email. So if you want to get on the podcast or if there's a topic that you want to need to discuss, just let me know and we'll look for that. With that being said, happy Father's Day to everybody and have a great day. Bye. And since we're talking about putting your business out there and, you know, cheating and everything. Let's keep the party going, everybody. And let's talk about micro cheating. So there was an article that came out in Times Magazine. It actually came out a little while ago, but it came up again because I seen it was like a story or something that came out about relationships and about how I guess relationships are not as to say strong but they've changed right in the dynamic of what they are although the divorce rate is down despite what people tell you the the divorce rate is down it might be listen it's probably 
the cost of student loans that got that divorce rate down or maybe it's because like even with the university i'm in maryland the university of maryland medical system is seeking rate heights you know even above like standard like rate heights in in just in services that they're charging people which nobody's looking at um relationships people got to stay together because they don't have the money you know what i mean so with health care and kids and all that you got to stay together now but the dynamics have changed and i think it's just changed because we got stuff like social media you can track your spouse now on their phone you know where's my iphone (laughs) and stuff like that so you can there's different things so we need this constant contact and communications because we don't know anything else but that so now we are in relationships where we constantly have to be in interaction with each other and if you're not in interaction with me you must be cheating and da, 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 da. It, it's a lot you know so it, it really has changed the dynamic and then we also have changed as people so you know we we're not the communication skills are not great anymore like we we don't do a lot of the face-to-face talking and communicating we usually communicate through device so you know either it's a cell phone or computer email whatever like we are very a phone we don't communicate face-to-face anymore so when you have those intimate relationships it does cause problems when you're not used to having those conversations although i've talked to you all day long on the phone or text or chat when you get around me i don't really know how to interact with you you know like we're sitting here but we're both on our phone like we're not talking to each other we're talking on our phone or we're watching videos or something like that like we don't have that intimacy like we're in a relationship but it's not an intimate relationship and by intimate I don't mean sexual just intimate so there's a lack of intimacy but what one of the things that came out was micro cheating and I, I was like, well, okay, what is that? This means that you just, you didn't go the whole way. Like you went, what is a micro cheat? And so basically what they were saying that it's a set of behaviors that are flirtatious in nature. So I was like, okay, which can be problematic in the sense that I don't think you can, can necessarily consider something cheating that's very small if you've not talked about it so it would be very hard for you to say oh well and this is something that's happening they said it in the article it was like how can you say that somebody is like cheating on you because they're liking somebody's instagram picture when you've not discussed that as being unacceptable or cheating that's different now if they're like you know pleasuring themselves off of these pictures on instagram that's something different that's a whole nother ball game that you going down in a whole nother world but I think you have to talk about those things it's very hard to me to consider like the things that they were saying in there was being on Twitter you know and just kind of testing the market to see if you still got it do people still like you they were saying that that was considered micro cheating to couples um, liking uh, Instagram posts of of the opposite sex could be seen as uh, a micro cheat I guess like flirting with people can be seen as a micro cheat sexting could be seen as a micro cheat now to me that is not a micro cheat that is a cheat because if you're gonna send somebody a sexually explicit text message what kind of background and relationship do you have to have because you usually have to have some context in that like you're not just gonna send somebody a random picture of you like or of or um a text about something sexual without knowing them in that manner so to me yes yes because something had to initiate that conversation i would consider that just that's a full cheat that's not a bike grown cheat that's a full cheat but 
doing things, little little things like that are considered micro cheating. And the article was pretty much asking, is this becoming a problem in relationships? Is it changing the dynamic of relationships? And like I said before, the, the nature of relationships have changed just in general. So I don't think it's necessarily changed as far as with the micro cheating and the little things here and there. I think the access has changed. I think how we communicate with one another has changed because like I said, we had like our grandparents, they, they didn't see each other. Some of them didn't see each other for weeks. Like they would got to go all the way over there and come back and all this jazz. And they were okay not talking to each other and seeing each other. And they was like, oh, you didn't like my post today. Like they, we, they weren't doing that. Like they didn't need the constant validation what that we need today so i think that the micro cheat comes up just because we've changed as people do i think that it is causing bigger problems in relationships maybe you know because now that we have the phone it seems like you, you're gonna look at the phone you're gonna see what your spouse is doing you you want to see who your spouse is talking to social media has caused that i watch divorce court i'm a big fan of divorce court and one of the biggest things that comes up all the time is social media oh i saw him like so-and-so's posts and he was sending a dm and he was doing this and he posts pictures and of himself and it just causes problems so i don't think it's the micro cheating that's causing problems I think it's the access to the technology that's causing the problems, which has changed the dynamic and how we communicate with each other. That's just me. But I would love to hear what you think about micro cheating and what you consider cheating. Do you consider, you know, being on Instagram and commenting on people's pages or putting the heart emojis? Is that cheating to you? Would you consider if your spouse was kind of flirting with the waitress? Is that cheating to you? Like, what would you consider as cheating that's not actual intercourse because pretty much with them anything that wasn't intercourse was like micro cheating just just a fancy word to say you doing something you probably shouldn't that that's it and my and here's what i'll say about that if you're hiding something from your spouse and you don't want your spouse to see it nine out of ten you know you shouldn't be doing that just use that as a rule of thumb just use it as a rule of thumb just know if you're doing something you don't want your spouse to see you probably shouldn't be doing it just know that Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this has been Lise Winnie with another episode of Millennials Anonymous. You can reach me at Lisa at LiseWinnie.com and you see it on the screen. I'm showing you right now. It's right down there. So you can reach me if you have a topic and you want to talk about it. Please reach out to me. And if you are doing something amazing, like you have a business and you're like, hey, I want to be marketed. I want to show everybody what I'm doing. You can also send me an email and we will get back to you. We will have another upcoming episode with a guest so I'm really excited about it I'm not going to tell you who it is right now but they're doing a whole lot and so they're doing a lot in the community and they're really making some changes in the lives of young men in New York so we will be back with that individual I think on the 24th on the 24th and then like I said we're still going to get that relationship panel for you I did not forget it's coming relationship parenthood panel it's coming it's coming Bye.